So let's uh, let's get started with this. Dan, it's your turn to do the intro. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to another episode of 2002 of Film Odyssey, our very last episode of January 2002 theatrical releases. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we have a very special guest on this episode. Uh, Kat Connors Madden is joining us from across, across the country. Yes, hi. Hi. Uh, so we're talking about uh, A Walk to Remember for this episode. Mm-hmm. The Nicholas Sparks film. And, and what a walk it was. And what a walk it was. Nobody walks in yeah. this movie. <laughs> uh, Nobody. Mandy does some mean walking. They even make fun of her at one point for like looking down a lot. Oh, that's right. The yeah, the Shane West is like, yeah, you look at your feet when you walk. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that is the walk that he remembers. <laughs> oh, and probably spoiler alert down the aisle at the end. That's oh right. Oh right. Yeah, we yeah. can we can talk what we think. Uh, talk about what we think the titular walk is. At some point, uh, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Like what the yeah? <laughs> I feel like I I was just in a haze when I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, this is the very last movie that we're going to be covering for our January releases. Um, have Have you been keeping up with us at all, Cat? Like what we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I was listening to the one yesterday. Um, the a Mothman prophecies with uh, with Dennis. That was a good one. Have you seen the Mothman prophecies or? You know, I haven't, but now I want to. Well, Harry Harry has it. My my husband has it. So Harry, who who we all we know. Our, yes. uh, you definitely know, but I know. Yeah. Uh, and oh, he, she knows him. <laughs> yeah, she knows him. Oh wow. We we've we've met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we should also say that uh, we are recording this. Through uh, uh, FaceTime, right? Uh, I mean, I, I, guess, don't, I don't know how important it is, but you're not in the room with us. You're broadcasting from Rhode Island. Yeah, actually, I'm in Connecticut right now. But oh, Connecticut. Okay, I live in Rhode Island. They're real close. New England. Yeah, that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snowy New England. So, should we talk a little bit about? Other movies we've seen recently, or should we just jam right into a walk to remember? We can we can touch on some other stuff. Yeah, let's let's chill out for a second. Uh, some stuff we have seen lately. Uh, Dan, have you seen anything of note? Uh, yeah, I wasn't prepared for you to ask me first. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, or if you if you've got something you want to talk about, Cat. Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple I'd seen. So I know you guys already talked about French Dispatch in in length, but I, I saw it and I really liked it. Um, yeah, we talked about that on the uh, Kung Pao episode. In yeah, lieu that's of Kung right. Pao. Yeah. In lieu of Kung Pao, yeah. Which was, which was really disappointing because I remember laughing my pants off at that movie. As <laughs> I think... I think we all did. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all roughly the same roughly the same age. But I'm I'm glad you watched it for me. Because I, I don't need to watch it again, knowing what I know now. Uh, you know, it's one of those movies where if you had, uh, if you have fond memories of watching it, I would just, yeah. just stick to your memories. Just 
Just yeah. enjoy what yeah. you still have. Just leave it where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wish I didn't rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad. So I liked French Dispatch. I wouldn't rank it top five Wes Anderson, I think. But but once you realize like that it's gonna be kind of this I don't know, like detached story, not like a very like it's not Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums for me is number one. So because it's the most emotional, I feel. Um, but I did really like it. Have you guys seen Spencer yet, by any chance? No, not yet. That's the uh, Caleb Landry Jones movie? It's No, it's uh, uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, the Pablo Lorraine movie. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking something totally different. Uh, what's it's, the Caleb Landry Jones movie? The <laughs> I don't know what school, movie you're talking about. The school shooter. Never mind. That's completely okay. unrelated. But yes, yeah, Spencer. Yeah. No, did I did see not. Spencer. I loved it. I thought it was one of the craziest films I've seen this year. Yeah, that's like a. It's it's kind of like an alternate history, right? Isn't that oh, the yeah. twist to it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. like a. Um, it's like a fantasized account of what, like could have happened and and one of my friends said it reminded them a lot of um black swan and i feel like that made me want to go see it a lot more than when i thought it was just this kind of you know because I've, I've watched the crown i've watched like a lot of those type of things about um diana spencer but this is like not based in any type of real reality and it's just like a descent into madness and it's really good nice yeah i've heard yeah. i've heard kristen stewart's really good in that um, she's in incredible. Yeah, yeah. Have either of you seen the uh, other Pablo Lorraine movie, Jackie, about yeah Jacqueline Kennedy? See, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's the I one with uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I did like that quite a bit. Yeah, I heard that one was pretty good too. Yeah, good, really good soundtrack. Oh yeah, At, uh, Michael Levi, right? Did that one? That's a good soundtrack. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've seen lately. We recorded this, we recorded the Mothman episode a week ago, so I haven't really seen too much since then. All I've really watched is, uh, I watched Magnolia uh, the other night, just because I was on a Paul Thomas Anderson kick. Right, because you saw Licorice Pizza, too. Yeah, we saw Licorice Pizza on my birthday, so... Nice, happy belated. Thank you. About two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh... And Magnolia, I I love. That's that's an all time fave. Uh, it's funny that you watched Magnolia because I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut, like the other. I watched 99. that last too. Oh really? Oh wow! Mm. Yeah. What do you think? So I didn't I didn't finish it. It's very long, and Harry fell asleep by the end, and I wanted to. But um. Yeah, it's three. It's like a, about three hours, or like maybe it's, a it's little. About three hours. Yeah. 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 It's pretty close, and um. Yeah. Nothing like I expected it because I it was one of those movies that like I'd see as a kid and I'd be like that movie not for me not I'm not I'm not old enough for for whatever this is uh, putting out but yeah watching it now it's pretty interesting pretty pretty interesting we we ranked like our favorite movies of various years recently and we did ninety nine. And that is my second favorite movie of 1999. Is Magnolia wow. one? Magnolia is one. Eyes Wide Shut is two. I wow. love Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
the the pod, it's it's a Christmas movie too. Mm-hmm. That was why I watched it. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> yeah. to watch a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. If I had, wow. like, I know that's kind of like a that's kind of a cop out answer mm-hmm. to like what your favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movie is because it is, but it also isn't. Yeah. Um, right. But I also rewatched Home Alone, the first Home Alone, which is uh, always fun. Um, but yeah, Eyes Wide Shut is actually, I was looking at my 99 list, uh, because you talked about it. Mm-hmm. Eyes Wide Shut's my number four, and Magnolia is my number five that mm. year, because that year is so loaded, because I have yeah. Election, Matrix, and The Insider all ahead of yeah. those. But it's so close with the top five. Yeah. 99 is often considered one of the, the best years for movies. Yeah, it's like the opposite really? of this year. Yeah, it's the opposite <laughs> of this year. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in '99. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. no two. It's no 2002. Right. No, it's really not. It's not worth a whole podcast. That's for right. Sure. Uh, I also saw uh, House of Gucci, the Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw it? I did. I did you? Because I know you had you hadn't seen it, and you said you wanted to. Yeah, I went and saw it the other day. Um, what did you think of it? I was with uh, my husband and, and our friend, and it got really, really boring. Yep. I, we thought. Mm-hmm. It's very, very long and boring. And Jared Leto is a caricature of oh, a yeah. person. Yeah, it's, he's like playing a Mario brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. so accurate. And it's just like... What a weird choice because I thought Adam Driver was like predictably like very good, kind of quiet, you know, like had like did a good job. And I thought Lady Gaga did a great job. Yeah. And Al Pacino did a great job. And then it was just like, what what was he doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Leto performance is pretty wild. Uh, I, I mean, I was pretty entertained by it, but I also didn't like think it was particularly good. Uh, the Leto performance, I mean, like, um, like he does this sort of like, almost like wheeze crying thing a a few times. (laughs) Uh, I I don't even know how to really describe it. I Uh, should say that I I have not seen the movie, but I can only imagine what he's doing based on what you've just described. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I agree that it, it gets pretty boring, um, it's kind of fun for a while. Uh, I yeah. read a comparison that kind of compared it to like a like a less consequential like Goodfellas kind of for a bit, where it's it's just doing the period thing, and it it's it's got a lot of like pop music and stuff, and it's kind of silly and fun, like a Scorsese movie for a bit. But then, like once it tries to actually tie into the true crime and the actual story that they're trying to tell, it then just kind of grinds to a halt once the movie is like, oh, yeah, we have to actually do something with this. Um, yeah, it's not great. Um, no. Some of the performances are, yeah, pretty f- all right. Um, Gaga's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Leto is <laughs> Leto's Leto. Uh, I hate that guy, man. Uh, I, me too. I hate him. He's so, so annoying. Uh, yeah, he's he's not very good. But no, he. This is uh, if this is the second Leto movie that's come out this year, right? Because we watched uh, the little ones, the little 
Little Things? Little Things. Yeah. Little Things. Did you see The Little Things? It was on HBO Max for like a month in January oh, or February. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. I think I think Harry did. I don't know. I, I don't remember him particularly. I think I will say that he's significantly more annoying in The Little Things. Yeah. Because The Little <laughs> Things, he's like doing his like pretentious creep performance right. that he loves to do and he also like affects like a limp walk that we laughed at a couple of times just because yeah. it was so like affected looking yeah and um, he he does this like creep or creepy creepy in quotes creepy laugh that mm, is yeah wow. hilarious yeah it's like he works on his laughs maybe. yeah i the the funniest thing about house Gucci to me was imagining that he had to stay in character as Paolo uh, Gucci yeah. for like three weeks or whatever, <laughs> knowing because he's like he's a method actor and method acting was actually like kind of in the discourse recently because of like a yeah. Jeremy Strong piece. Um, and the Jeremy Strong piece was it was for Succession, which I haven't seen, but. Basically, just made Jeremy Strong look like a psycho, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just made me think about Jared Leto, who is, you know, obviously kind of known for being uh, erratic, I guess would be the way I would describe it. Because wasn't there that story where he, like, he, like, uh, sent vomit or something to his mm-hmm. coworker? Yeah. Like, he, he sent Will Smith, like, a dead pig or something like that? Something like that. I heard, like, as gross as, like, used condoms and stuff. Oh, yeah, used <laughs> condoms. That was it. Yeah, that was yeah. what I was thinking of. Because that's is... something the Joker would do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty chaotic. So. Yeah. So the Joker, in his mind, would send used condoms to Well, <laughs> that that particular... I mean, his version of the Joker, maybe. His yeah. version of the Joker is, like, a... <laughs> I guess... Less of a, a a Batman villain and more of just a creep. So mm. I don't know. I, yeah, I have not seen his uh, Batman movies. I didn't see the Suicide Squad or you yeah. know. Actually, I take that back. I saw the Snyder Cut. Yeah, he was in that that yeah. one scene, which I I watched in increments over the course of six weeks. Yeah, I sat and watched that all in one sitting. Yeah, pretty long, right? Yeah, it's like four hours. Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to watch it again. No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, I did, I did like, check out this YouTube video about, like, uh, <laughs> Ayn Rand philosophies mm-hmm. in, in Zack Snyder's movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It makes me it makes me think even less of Zack Snyder <laughs> movies, which I didn't know yeah. was possible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got to see House of Gucci. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'd see it, you know, no matter what. I think it's an HBO Max kind of movie. If I yeah. had to, like, it's yeah. just, you just kind of throw it I on. Agree. It's interesting because Ridley did two movies this year, yeah. and within like a month and a half of each other, which is, I mean, yeah. that's kind of impressive considering he's like an old guy, right? How he's like in his seventies, right? Uh, I gotta say, I feel like he's approaching his eighties. Yeah. Yeah. How how is Pacino before we move on? Uh I give him two thumbs up. I think he's very yeah, I fun he was in good. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He's, that's yeah. that's nice to hear. He's having I think he's having more fun than I've seen him have in a lot of his recent performances. Obviously he's pretty good in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's kinda like that range where it's not super serious. Mm-hmm. Uh he you know, he's he's having fun with it. Yeah. Um yeah, he's good. Nice. Uh well that's probably uh our cue to move on, right? To Let's remember some walks. Yeah, a walk to remember. Let's do it. Let's remember this walk. Kat, have you seen this movie before? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a very distinct memory of the first time I watched it. So I was probably 11 because it came out in 2002, which is like before you're really choosing, I don't know, like a lot of movies. I think that you're, you're kind of watching movies that other people show you a lot. And my older cousin... I went over to her house and we watched the movie and a lot of it was lost on me. I mean, I'm 11. I'm not really understanding a lot of the romantic parts of it, but she was like 16. So it was hitting that sweet spot for her. And I just remember at the end of it, she looks over at me and there's literal snot coming out of her nose because she was crying so hard. And she looks at me and she goes, are you crying? And I wasn't because I, I was just like, oh yeah, sucks, you know, but it didn't like hit, it didn't have that, that emotional gravitas, but um, it's just such a, like a very vivid memory, like the first time watching it. And then I think as I got older, I watched it more and I, I really like, I probably did cry. Um, I didn't cry on the rewatch though. Did you guys cry by any chance? Uh, I don't remember crying. No, I I did I broke it up a little bit. I unfortunately like was not able to watch it all in one sitting. Um, like I watched probably like most of it in one sitting, and then the next morning I watched the last like fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember crying. Uh, I watched it all last night. I didn't cry, uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit when I do cry at a yeah. movie. But this. Uh, this didn't this didn't do it for me. Uh, no. I mean, I think I also. I mean, not that I not that this would have made me cry, but I also knew the whole like cancer subplot of the right. movie. Like so, right. when it you know is revealed, I wasn't surprised or anything. Yeah, yeah. You're like she had, she has leukemia. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> she had leukemia for several years too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> She was like, yeah, I stopped responding to treatment like two years ago. I was like, what? You're still here? Yeah, she had been dying, you know. (laughs) No one knew. Uh, So you and I, Dan, we did not see this in theaters. We watched it for the first time like this week. Right, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I I think I might have said this before, but like a couple of people have been incredulous that we hadn't seen this movie. And like... My response was just like, well, we were ninth grade boys who didn't have, like, girlfriends or anything. So, like, why would we have seen this? I mean, like, at this time in Hollywood, things were super, like, binary, I guess. You know, like, a movie would come out for the... For the fellas, and then there'd be one for the chicks. I mean, this was like this was like the peak of the like chick flick terminology. I think you weren't the target audience. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, even on even on just the new releases for January twenty fifth, there was kind of like 
a range of audiences that like yeah. all of them were for. Yeah. And yeah, this one would not this one would have been by far the last choice for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's the worst of the movies we watched. No. You mean on January 25th or in our Odyssey so far? No, I mean on January 25th, but also in the Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not the worst. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how I felt about it as, like, a movie if I hadn't, like, seen it so often when I was younger. And it's like, yeah, it's not It's not a bad movie. There's nothing really bad about it it's not horribly paced i don't think it's like i mean yeah it's pretty I, okay i appreciate that it it keeps it moving it's yeah. not too long like right. so it's only like an hour and 40 minutes i think with credits yeah um it is ex- i mean i should also say too that this is the first nicholas sparks movie yeah. i've ever seen we're not experts right as far as yeah. nicholas sparks goes so I can't believe you guys haven't seen the notebook. Yeah. But again, again, it's the same thing. It's like not. Yeah. Well, the notebook was when? 2004? 2004. So we would have been uh, juniors, juniors in high school. Juniors yeah. Juniors in high school. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have a girlfriend at that point. No. So. <laughs> no, no. no, I think you no. could say that about my entire high school career. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the notebook is a movie I know a lot about just kind of. Because it was pretty popular for a while. Yeah. Um, And, of course, the, like, Alzheimer's aspect of that movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I guess Nicholas Sparks movies have to have, like, a terrible (laughs) disease as well. Yeah. Yeah. There usually is some some blockage, you know, happening. Um, Because I was trying to think of the other one, the Zac Efron one I was watching. And I think, like... His thing is PTSD. Right. Um, the the lucky ones? The lucky the, ones. Yeah. yeah. The lucky ones. Yeah. Because you and I, Kat, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, how Nicholas Sparks kind of became his own genre, sort of, like a subgenre yeah. in the like mid yeah. to late 2000s. Uh, and e- there were even like movies that came out that I totally thought were Nicholas Sparks movies, but were not. Right. Clearly Same. meant to be reminiscent. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I made a list of like about nine or ten movies that I thought were Nicholas Sparks movies that are not. <laughs> or that like could have been. Um, yeah. I actually didn't really, I thought this was the first Nicholas Sparks adaptation. But yeah. The first one was actually Message in a Bottle. Yeah. Uh, from 99. Uh, Robin Wright Penn. Yeah. Uh, and then Costner. Right. Um, yeah. And then there's, uh, they're all, they're all very poorly reviewed. Uh, <laughs> the notebook is the highest rated. I mean, I guess spoiler for the Rotten Tomatoes segment later, but like the notebook is the highest reviewed out of all of these, which is a 53%. On Rotten Tomatoes, so... I would say The Notebook's the best out of them. But then there's also, like, weird... I mean, looking at it now as an adult, like, his idea of, um, like, what a man is and what a woman is is really screwed up. <laughs> and very simplified. And, and I, I think that's a big, like, theme throughout his his writings. And I... So I didn't read 
a walk to remember, but I did read a notebook, the notebook. He, he likes it when the guy doesn't take no for an answer and like goes, you know, pushes anyway. Cause even in this movie, like there's points where it's like, she's like, no. And he just keeps, and he keeps persisting and his persistence is like his show of love. I liked when he told her that he loved her on their first date. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. (laughs) And then what she says back to him would have made me cry. Because she says, I told you not to fall in love with me. Yeah, Uh right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then he goes for the kiss anyway, which I thought was pretty... Yeah, very bold. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So... Nicholas Sparks tends to have a lot of Christian imagery then in his stuff. Yeah, I mean, this this is obviously very heavy. Yeah. on that because she is a pastor's daughter, right? Yeah. Um, but his other stuff has that too. Then I I don't know yeah. because this is the first one I've seen in its entirety. Um, but it I can see how it would appeal to like people who kind of like faith-based movies yeah it's like that casual christianity where it's like we're real people too we're not just you know like i'm even jamie sullivan you know she also is very bold and outspoken and like stands up for what she believes and it's not this kind of i don't know but there's always like a faith-based element in his things which i think once i got to a certain age definitely turned me off from consuming anything related you guys want to know a fact i just learned about nicholas sparks which i feel like just uh ruins the entire nicholas sparks allure Mm -hmm. he's divorced he got divorced in 2015 Uh oh Oh boy doesn't that just like isn't that (laughs) isn't that the end of the nicholas sparks persona basically he's not this love guru that we thought he was um i mean we both worked in bookstores, separate bookstores. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I I remember selling a lot of his books. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was just always just kind of like, he seemed kind of like a punchline to me. Right. So, n- not like someone that I would have ever taken seriously as an author or yeah. uh, creator or anything. Yeah. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that this really started, like, the dying girl trend in romantic movies? Like, because, I, I mean, there's been... Have you have you seen people compare this movie to Love Story? I did. I've never seen I did read that. I've also never seen that movie, but... Yeah. I did read comparisons to Love Story. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe, like, his uh, his formula? Like, what makes a Nicholas Sparks movie... A Nicholas Sparks movie. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like guy guy who has walls up, girl who is like his savior, and then they need to like figure out how to kind of. And he usually like the man usually does it by like works, like like works of faith. Like he, he'll build something or, mm-hmm. to impress her. Like in this movie, he builds a telescope. <laughs> he <builds a> telescope. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He does build a telescope. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And in the notebook, he is like restoring a house. Okay. It's all very, it's like, this is how I can show you my love. You by know? building something. But, by like doing manual. Um, not everyone always like dies like that. <laughs> like she does. Yeah. So it's, 
I think there's some of his books do have like a, a little bit more of a happy ending, even though I think the whole point of this movie is like, it is a happy ending because he was saved by her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He even, he even says like, she saved me at the end. So it's, it's less <laughs> of, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about how, this like sort of like misanthrope can be saved by a good a good girl. Or yeah, right. Particularly Christian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't help but think, and I, <laughs> this is definitely not what Nicholas Sparks wants us to think. But when he asks her to marry him at the end, I couldn't help but think that he just like wanted to have sex with her before he died. Like, it gave off a creepy vibe to me, like, of his just, like, will you marry me? And then she dies, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They have, like, a summer... Yeah, yeah, they have they have their one summer together. Yeah. I mean, he knew it wouldn't last for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, it doesn't make me think that he's grown Not a, any. It makes me think that he's a creep. <laughs> Not a huge commitment. Yeah. 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 Um, like... Like, do you think they consummated the marriage? <laughs> I mean, that's that, interesting. I mean, I mean, they don't. You definitely don't very see that. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very gentle. Uh, uh, but w- what I can gather, she's like bedridden right before the marriage, you know, like or before the wedding. So I was like, how does that work? And she's also. 18, which they made the point of in the movie to call out. I don't know if you noticed, but he's like, you're eight, you're 18. <laughs> oh, okay. I was wondering, I actually didn't catch that because Mandy Moore was only 17 when this movie yeah, was I, I also, like, I Googled think... how old she was and did the math. Yeah. Because yeah. she sounds like she's, like, nine years old in this movie. <laughs> she was, like, 16 turning 17, like, for the movie, which I think makes it grosser because... In the movie, they're like, yeah, she's 18, the character. But the actual, you know, actor is underage. And Shane West was 23. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little young to be looking through a telescope with another guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, it does seem like all the Nicholas Sparks movies kind of, uh, they, they all have like a tragic element. Like, or, uh, the central conflict is, like, tragedy-fueled, and they're all, like, uh, there's no comedy. Like, the, these are not rom-coms, by any means. They're rom... No. Rom-droms. Rom-droms, yeah. I agree. But, yeah, there there is always, like, a, like, somebody's dying, or somebody has a problem, yeah, because have you seen, like, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl? Or, I remember I Fault in Our Stars is really big. And those were all, like, Dying Girl. Yeah, I saw Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, but not the other one you just said. Yeah. I mean, Fault in Our Stars, uh, John Green is the guy that wrote that book, right? Uh, that was, yeah. like, the biggest book in, like, teen literature for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I think this did kind of kick off the Dying Girl uh, romance yeah. subgenre. Yeah, I can't really think of it being like that big before this. You know. I wonder what the like reason for that trope is. Like, 
is it, I don't know, I guess just meant to be like an easy way to show emotional growth for the male lead <laughs> as opposed to any kind of other, other emotional maturity. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, th- this is the only, like we've said, this is the only Nicholas Sparks movie that I've seen. Are the other movies long to anybody's knowledge? Like, are they long movies? Because uh, A Watch Remember was, like, pretty short, I felt like. The Notebook's yeah. two hours. Uh, Nights in Rodanthe, uh, starring uh, Mothman <laughs> Prophecies Richard Gere, is only 97 minutes. Okay. But I did look up the plot of that one, which is, again, not a movie I've seen. Uh, and, spoiler alert, someone dies at the end of that movie, too. Yeah. So the, the, so the, mm-hmm. the tragic element is still there. Um, Dear John... Like, oh, good. So I think it's like Faith... Like, Faith... Um, like, he's testing your faith. Like, you know, how it has to be this very tragic thing to make sure that, like, at the end of the day, you still believe, I guess. But in this movie, like, I don't, uh, I don't feel like it's, uh, like, it's more about the love story than about God, right? Would you guys agree? Uh, yeah. It's about not your it's, faith. Yeah. She just kind of happens to be a pastor's daughter. Yeah. But... I do think, like, his central lesson is about, like, having faith, even if it yeah. doesn't explicitly say that. I feel like if this were more of a faith-based movie, if it were, like, released by the same studio as, like, you know, like, God's Not Dead or God is Real or whatever, mm-hmm. it would have been more about, like, him being a skeptic early on. And then as the movie kind of progressed, he'd he'd find his his faith, which isn't really... What happens in this movie? But he does get on, like, the straight and narrow, you know, which I think is kind of... Yeah, I think the movie, I agree with that. I think the movie suggests it, but doesn't say it, like, yeah. super explicitly. But I do think, yeah, that is kind of the suggestion, right. is that her her faith in Christianity is kind of what course corrects him into, like... <laughs> going to medical school or whatever at the end when he's wearing those stupid glasses. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like such a nerd. Yeah. yeah. It's like you got to medical school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes and, he goes and like has dinner with yeah. uh, her dad. Uh, her dad played by Peter Coyote. Peter Coyote. Who is the mm-hmm. only one in this movie doing any kind of Southern accent, despite the movie yeah. taking place yeah. in North Carolina. True. And he's doing like a, wow. fo- he's doing like a foghorn leghorn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty over the top. <laughs> it's pretty great. I kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish, I wish all the actors were doing Yeah, that. me too. Yeah, he's the only one, really. Yeah. And... Yeah, this is one of two movies that we'll be covering on this show with Peter Coyote. What's the other? uh, He's going to be in Femme Fatale. Ah, okay. Later on. De Palma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We won't talk too much about Femme Fatale, but... Peter Coyote is also the star of... Do you remember that movie North Fork by the Polish Brothers? Yeah, of course. With um, James Woods, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, here that's a tangent for another episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember that movie. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the beginning of A Watch Remember. Um, 
I gotta say, when this movie started, uh, I thought that it um, it had a, an energy that I was not expecting. Like, the first scene, like, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think this movie would uh, have camera work like this or have a soundtrack like this. Because it, what's the first song that's used in the movie? <laughs> Cannonball it starts off strong. Yeah, Cannonball by the Breeders. Yeah, uh, yeah, that caught me off guard. Yeah, I said to Andrew before we recorded that if if I were to, I could, I would bet all the money I would earn for the rest of my life that <laughs> Cannonball by the Breeders is not in a lock to remember, and I will have lost yeah. all of it. Yeah. But it, that's really the best song. It's like, it starts off with that. And then I think the second best song is the new, the, the new radical song. Mm. And then, you know, there's many, there's many to choose from. Yeah. Then it's just a lot of like switch foot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of switch foot. It's like six switch foot songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. There's like originals. There's duets. There's a lot. Yeah. Is um is Lifehouse on this soundtrack or no? I just assumed no. Lifehouse would be on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it does would, feel it, like it that. Sounds like yeah, it fits. Yeah, hanging by a moment or whatever that song yeah. is. I wrote down a lot of the songs that are in there. There's a band called Noogie. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. That's like when they're um like early on in the scene where they like first like show the high school, right? It, it was like it was like Monday something about Monday mornings. Yeah, um, like the most pop punk but, sounding of yeah. any of the songs. Nogi, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyhow, getting back to that first scene, like I was like, oh, this is like more uh, a little more lively than I was expecting because it's all um, like it just like yeah. jams right into the first scene, and yeah, uh, it's all done in one continuous take without cuts. It starts for, off pretty edgy, you know. You think you're gonna get like a like an edgy film. Like it feels like you just jumped in right in the middle of a scene, and they're all mm-hmm. drunk and they're planning yeah. on doing something, and you're not sure what. And the camera is just kind of like snaking around this like abandoned uh, like factory. Parking lot, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe this is going to be like an, a real jerk." Yeah, maybe this is going to be an okay movie. Yeah, he's got an interesting <laughs> crew of friends too. Yeah, uh, there's Clayne Crawford, yeah. who is the guy that was kicked off the Lethal Weapon TV show for being too big of a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he was Martin Riggs. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He they were. They replaced him with Sean William Scott because basically everyone hated working <laughs> with him. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, he's a real douchebag in this movie, too. Yeah, he, he totally is. Uh, maybe it's good casting, then. Yeah. And then also, uh, his girlfriend is, like, Paz de la Huerta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I thought was, like, strange strange casting. Um, or I guess I never would have guessed that she was in a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah. Um, well, they, they gave her nothing. They gave her At all, nothing. yeah. Yeah. Except for, like, mean looks and, like, weeps. And- yeah, I think she has, like, two lines, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, one of her lines says, um, she's trashy or something like that. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, and here comes Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, she's, she's like a bully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, what, Clayne Crawford's girlfriend, right? Yes. And, and like, in that mm-hmm. opening scene, he's, like, super aggressive with her. Yeah, he's and a like, rough. He, yeah. like, pushes her up against, like, the car or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. And then... He's got another friend. I don't know the actor's name. Is it Eric? The guy, the, the black guy? Yeah, the black guy. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about with this guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because I don't know if you guys have seen Not Another Teen Movie, but they parody yeah. this archetype yeah. of the one black friend. Yeah. And um, this character, like, even though this movie came out after Not Another Teen Movie by, like, by like a couple a of weeks, couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, it v- was very reminiscent of that character in that movie. And then there's yeah. a part where that character puts on Missy Elliott. You guys yeah. remember that? Part? Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Get your freak on. Yeah. yeah, and he and then Shane West tells him to turn down the Soul Train. <laughs> yep. And yeah. I was just like, "What is this?" Yeah. Yeah, and that was after he's kind of like gotten like cleaned up his act a bit and like yeah it's it was there was some lines that eric says that like my jaw just hit the floor like there's a part he says um uh he, he's talking about jamie and he says something about like her being a pop tart wait i have it written down uh she'd be on me like a pop tart or something like that <laughs> I don't know what that means, I, I but I have it. But it's some of the lines are just horrific. But yeah, I get what you mean about the character from not another teen movie. Yeah, the, I mean it's such the a token black guy. Yeah, it's yeah. such a stereotype of a character, and it's pretty offensively written yeah. at times. Uh, well, I, I don't remember thinking not another teen movie was very good or funny. Maybe I you should rewatch it. Maybe I'll rewatch it. But I remember that yeah. character being like, "Yeah, I'm only here to say things like." Damn! Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty that character is pretty astute. I would yeah. say. Okay, he says she might put it on a brother like a pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that actor read that line. He's like, all right, it's a it's a <laughs> what paycheck. What does that mean? <laughs> that actor, uh, his name is Al Thompson, and he was. Also in the Royal Tenenbaums, he was yep. oh yeah Walter Sherman yeah um, uh, Danny Glover's Danny son. Glover's son yeah at the end of that movie yeah that I think that's the yep. only thing I've seen him in yeah uh, but yeah I gotta say uh, after that first scene this movie pretty much turns into everything I was always expecting it would be mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you would... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, after, yeah, after kind of the energy and then when that <laughs> that guy, like, breaks his legs <laughs> in that pond or whatever. Yeah. Uh, With a belly flop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, yeah, then the movie basically just becomes exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. Because that's the only scene that's, like, kind of that long and that, uh, you know, it's the only one shot in one unbroken mm-hmm. take. Uh, yeah, which is an interesting stylistic choice, considering this movie is directed by 
maybe my least favorite studio hack ever, uh, Adam Shankman. Adam Shankman, maybe yeah. the worst director of all time. Uh, wow. I gotta He's say, terrible. I've only seen one Adam Shankman movie besides A Walk to Remember. Okay, I will say I also have not seen all of his movies, but yeah. I am aware of their like reputation and also how I thought yeah. like they looked based on what they are. So let's go through, before we get back to the story yeah. while we're on the subject, let's go through Adam Shankman's movies. Um, so it starts with 2001, he did The Wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that with Matthew McConaughey? I have not, not seen The Wedding Planner. Yeah, that's a good one. You've seen it, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is that's the that... one with McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez. And Jennifer Lopez, because there's two McConaughey... There's, there's a McConaughey-Kate Hudson movie that's kind of similar. Yeah, that's How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, right? Yeah. But there's a, there's another wedding, like, planning-type movie. But, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a movie I've seen. Well, there's Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. Or is that Man Maid, of Honor? Made in Manhattan? No. <laughs> I think we're saying a bunch of different... Uh, what's the one where Patrick oh, Dempsey yeah, is yeah. the Maid of Honor? Man of Honor? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, The Wedding Planner, the 2001 rom-com, J-Lo yeah. and McConaughey, uh, he did this, then in 2003, he did, uh, one of the cringiest examples of, like, mid-2000s comedies that I can remember, mm-hmm. uh, Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. Yep. Yeah. Which has the iconic Eugene Levy... You got me straight tripping, boo. Yep. Line, uh, <laughs> classic line. Always quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which was on like uh, bus ads, right? Like they yeah. would have that line on. Like, yeah, that line was huge in two thousand three. Yeah, like oh, line. this is comedy. Yeah. Uh, in 2005, he had uh, a wham bam uh, double feature of the pacifier and cheaper by the dozen two. Mm-hmm. Um, 2007, he did the Hairspray, yeah, musical with John Travolta. 2008, he did Bedtime Stories, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, 2012, he did Rock of Ages. I was gonna ask, is he the same person that did Rock of Ages? But yep. I guess, yeah, so. which uh, is a bad movie. But I gotta say, Tom Cruise kind of fun in that movie. Oh, you you've seen Rock I've of Ages? I've seen Rock of Ages. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like a weird, uh, like eighties hair metal musical. Um, I don't know. It's not good. But Tom Cruise, I don't know. Tom Cruise kind of stopped subverting his persona for a long time. And that's like one of few instances where he actually kind of does it. Yeah. Um, and then he did what men want the sequel, I guess, to what women want. Is it like a re- like a remake? Or? Yeah, I guess it's like a remake with uh, in reverse. Taraji, Taraji B. Henson yeah. and Tracy Morgan. Yeah, so that's that's Adam Shankman. He did a bunch of TV and stuff too. Yeah, but he's just I don't know. He's just such a like studio hack. And I guess I guess I wouldn't call him the worst director of all time, but he's just <laughs> so like forgettable. Like he's. Yeah, I've only He's seen a nothing director. I've only seen this and uh, bringing down the house. Yeah, 
So I that's mean, all I can really... Did bringing down the house got you straight tripping? <laughs> straight tripping, <boom. laughs> I mean, it definitely got my theater going, because I saw that... Uh... That's a movie I think I'm glad we don't have to rewatch because I'm pretty sure that movie's super racist, if you watch it now. Yeah, mm. no, you're absolutely right. I can yeah. tell you that yeah. without <laughs> having to rewatch it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, brief Shankman tangent aside. Yeah. Uh, where does the movie go after the... So they they're like tricking a guy yeah. into like this is like an initiation into their friend group, but they trick him into just doing it by himself. Yeah. Uh which is like jumping off like an like an oil rig or whatever into a lake. Yeah, into a lake that they are not sure how shallow or <laughs> deep it right. is. Yeah. Um and then the guy gets hurt. Yeah, the guy injures himself. Uh, now, how... It's a little unclear. He injures himself because... Just strictly from the impact? Like, from the belly flop? Or <laughs> yeah. does he hit the... I don't know. Like, I thought he, like, broke his legs Did he, like, hit a rock? Or... Yeah. It's a little unclear how it's he injured unclear. himself. Because he has, like, blood on his face, but it's, like, a leg thing. Yeah. Like, he's, like, immediately floating <laughs> face down <laughs> in this lake, like, after he lands. Yeah. Uh, I did watch about five minutes of the commentary on the DVD. With Shankman? With, uh, yeah, Adam Shankman, Shane West, and Mandy Moore. And they, you know, they were talking about this scene. And apparently there were uh, eels in the water mm-hmm. that they had to have, uh, like... They had to make sure the actors weren't getting close to the eels okay. <laughs> in the water. Uh, so that's really the only factoid I can bring to the table for that first scene. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he injures himself, the the person that they're pranking, and then they have to kind of flee the scene, right? Did they have to, though? Like, that was my thing. They could have just... Oh, he fell. Yeah. 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 You're not going to get in that much trouble. You get in way worse trouble by... Well, I guess they were drunk. But then, yeah, the high-speed chase that ensues is pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he crashes his his Corvette or whatever, right? Yeah. Into a... uh, What does he crash into? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I just remember he crashes it. And then... uh, uh, I do think it's insane that his punishment is doled out by his principal, though. Despite yeah, uh, like not drunk not... driving <laughs> and being caught by the police, like not law enforcement, but the yeah. principal just like, like well, yeah, I'm in. Uh, they, they told me about what happened, <laughs> so I get to tell. I get to figure out your punishment or whatever, and I'm going to make you do a school play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the like, principal yeah. principal's like, I got jurisdiction here. You're yeah. doing tutoring. <laughs> yeah, I like when he's like. We're going to give you janitorial. And then Shane West goes, does it pay? And it's like, no, that's not a punishment if you get money for it. That's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie is him just doing, you know, like, community service projects for this crime he committed. Yeah, uh, and they all kind of, like, bring him around Jamie, too. Yeah. She also tutors. Yeah. And he's in the play. Because she does all these things when she's not being forced to do them. Right. Yeah. So I, I did have a misconception about this movie that I basically had thought since I saw the trailer for this. Yeah. I thought she was, like, the new girl. 
Like, I thought she had, like, moved to this town. Because the way Shane West and his friends, like, make fun of her Mm -hmm. would make you think that they had not seen her every day for the last, like, decade or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because they, like, make fun of the way she dresses and stuff. But at a certain point, like... Isn't that, doesn't that stop being, like, funny to you, <laughs> the way some other, I mean, not, not that it yeah. should ever be funny, but, like, like, even to a bully, like, are you still gonna bully her over the, like, you know, her, like, plain Jane clothing or whatever? <laughs> like, even though you've known her since, like, elementary school? Yeah. Because I thought, I was under the impression that this movie was, oh, she was, like, a pastor's daughter who just moved to town with her dad and she was like the new student. And then that's how he like meets her. And yeah, and it comes to understand that she's more than whatever he thought she was, but that's not what this movie is. She's just another student there that he's known since (laughs) elementary school. In the book, there's, there's a lot more like stratification with the social status, you know, and so I think that, like, it doesn't translate well to, like, a, you know, 2000s high school. Or I think it's in, like, the 90s, like, like 90s high school scene. You know, it's, like, there's not really that social, like, I guess in the book he's supposed to be, like, the class president, too. So I guess they took a little. Oh, Shane West is the class president in the book? Yeah, I guess. Um, but he, so he's, like, the popular crowd and she's like not interested in that yeah like i was i think for like pretty much my whole life or you know post this movie i was under the impression that it was like about a girl who had a terminal illness and then you and i watched the trailer like i don't know uh like two months ago Mm -hmm. and that didn't come up at all in the trailer that she had uh leukemia and I was like, wait a second, did I, like, not, <laughs> did I misunderstand this? Is she not dying in this movie? Because the movie just, or the trailer just makes it look like a, uh, like a serious version of She's All That. Like, yeah. it's a popular kid who dates, like, an unpopular girl. <laughs> I expected yeah. this movie to go into She's All That territory. I expected yeah. her to, like, all of a sudden start wearing, like, makeup or something. Like, yeah. Because even, like... His Shane West's ex girlfriend at one point says, "Oh, you would look so great with if you knew how to do your makeup or whatever." <laughs> um, and Such that's bitch. yeah, that's the funniest thing about this movie. And like, I, I guess she's all that too. It's like they ask us to pretend that like Rachel Lee Cook and Mandy Moore are not like conventionally yeah. attractive people. <laughs> oh yeah, right. they're the alternative right. kids. Yeah. 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 But she does get her little like glow up in the uh, in the play, and I think the weird part is is like that's that's when he sees her as like someone he's attracted to, as well. That's when he kind of knows for yeah. sure, and once he sees her yeah. with makeup on, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and her hair, and oh, and she's wearing like a dress instead yeah. of a frumpy sweater, mm-hmm. you know, and he hears her solo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a Switchfoot song. Uh, One of the songs that mm -hmm, she sings mm -hmm. in this movie is a Switchfoot song. It is. Okay. Yeah. It's the only hope. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, And I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Switchfoot. 
No, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Manny Moore at the play, is that where they get the picture for the, like, Photoshop yeah. that they do later? Yeah. Where yeah. they, like, put her on a bikini yeah. model. Right. To, like, embarrass her. But... Yeah. Oh, my God. That that Photoshop, I mean, first of all, what a cruel prank. Like, what a, that takes, like, time and effort and, like, money. Clean Crawford doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would know someone who <laughs> knows Photoshop, especially in, like, yeah. 1998 or whenever this is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, because he doesn't do it himself. He goes to a... Well, I don't know. I don't know who does it. They're they're responsible for the prank, but... Uh, so either one of them did it, or they just know someone. They, like, went to, like, a print shop in town. Yeah. Which, like, if you're a print shop in town, like, shame <laughs> on you for, for helping yeah, them. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> this is a mean prank. Yeah, in, like, rural North Carolina. Yeah. Um... But uh, we haven't talked about this so far, but one of the changes that was made uh, when it got turned into a movie is that um, it was set in modern times because the book took place in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, did you Do you guys think that was a good decision or... Because to me, it feels just like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it feels super modern, like... Their behavior seems pretty, like, you know, if they behave the same way and it was set in the 50s, I feel like it would still make sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, the, their reasoning was that they thought it would be more, like, attractive to younger audiences if it was set, like, in a modern era, um... I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, it, if it was set in the fifties, the like the weird old values, mm-hmm. weird old like conservative fifties values would have been too overbearing on, on the story <laughs> as well, uh, as well as what happens. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I in a way, I feel like they they updated it to the nineties so they could have like oh one black friend like oh she'll <laughs> sure. have a black friend yeah. now so yeah. he could say yeah. things like ooh she'd be on me like a pop chart yeah right <laughs> god that i mean i i have to because this or so they could maybe even have the soundtrack that this movie has right cuz i feel like yeah. the mandy moore songs might have been somewhat of a selling point yeah yeah absolutely cuz oh, yeah. she was she was a pretty big pop star at, yeah. the, at this point so yeah, yeah, definitely. She had that song, Candy. Yeah, I'm missing you like candy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I know that. Song. You know that yeah, song. I mean, you know that song. That was her. That was her big hit. Okay. Um, I'm missing you like candy. I'm sure you know it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, I'll yeah I'll look it up. I had a. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I had a Mandy Moore wallpaper on my computer when I was in middle school. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, nothing like wow. nothing like sexy or whatever. It was just like a promo picture because I thought she was like cute. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in middle she school. She was really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first thing I ever saw her in was, I think, Saved, which would have been three years after, or two, two years, years. Two years after this. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. That that's where her that's where she went. Like she's not a bad actor, you know. She's still doing it. 
Yeah, she's and, on like This Is Us, right? That mm-hmm. NBC show. Yeah, which I've never yeah. seen, but people uh, like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it also has kind of a weird Christian bent to it for sure. Interesting. I, I feel like her being in Saved, playing the character that she plays, mm-hmm. is kind of commenting on. Yeah. yeah. It's a direct subversion of the yeah. persona from this movie, yeah. Right. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I just remember, like, it was def- uh The chemistry between Mandy Moore and Shane West was really, like, talked about at the time. Because it was, like, a very, like, MTV, best kiss, best... You know, that's how I remember, like, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. really knowing uh-huh. about this movie. Yeah, I didn't know him from anything before this movie. Uh, he was in Whatever It Takes, that James oh, Franco yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is supposed to be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that one's super, uh, probably canceled if you were to watch it now. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, who was the, uh, who were the leads in that movie? It was Franco, Shane West, and... Not Julia Stiles, but... Uh, no. No, Marla Sokoloff. Mm. Uh, and Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Ah. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe from She's All That. Right. Um, Marla Sokoloff was Jennifer Garner's sister in Dude, Where's My Car? Yep. Would All be, right. I, guess. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she was also... Uh, I don't know if either of you ever watched uh, all of Full House like I did, but she was Gia, <laughs> uh, Stephanie's, like, bad girlfriend from mm. Full House. I do not know her as that. Uh, there's, like, a scene where she, like, smokes in the bathroom. Uh-oh. Stephanie feels peer pressure. <laughs> you know, you know, usual stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, so that's whatever it takes. Uh, I know Shane West primarily from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which would have been yeah. the following year, which I thought he was bad in. And I thought <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie sucks. Who yeah. does he play in that? He's like Tom Sawyer all grown up. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Man, what a terrible movie. Did we, I think you <laughs> I and I saw it. that together, right, Dan? No. No. No? No, I saw it on DVD later. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Shane West doesn't actually act all that much. He's, he's got credits, like recent yeah. credits, but not like a lot of them. Uh, remember when he was the lead singer of the Germs <laughs> for a little I w- while? I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say that. Should we talk about oh. the most interesting thing about his career is that he went on to yeah. <laughs> yeah. front the Germs? Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Um, no. No. Secret? I have yeah. not seen that. Um, it's pretty good. Harry and I were both, like, surprised how much we kind of liked it. And he is pretty good. But um, I thought it was kind of funny, like, when him and Eric do their their handshake and he, like, they do, like, the, the miming of the putting out the cigarette. Well, technically, he's giving them a germ burn because he's Darby Crash. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should probably see that but, movie at some point. Yeah. It's on, it's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. Their their secret handshake when they do it is 
so long <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> that was like 25 <laughs> seconds, I felt like. Yeah. I was just like, all right, okay, how, how much longer are I we think doing the this? sad one goes even longer. Yeah, that, that was the one I was thinking of. When because they, that's after he, like, apologizes yeah. to him for being a dick <laughs> and to Manny Moore. Because they do it a little slower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's also a, a weird stretch of that movie because he has three different apology scenes <laughs> from his old friends that's, mm-hmm. like, cut between, like, hospital visits. Right. To mm-hmm. see Manny Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think now we're probably in, like, the middle section of the movie, right? Where he, he started dating Mandy Moore. Wait, can we can we talk about the uh, the play for a second? Because I think there's a lot of funny parts about it. Absolutely. Where, so where uh, is the play in in the movie? It's, like, uh, in, like in the middle, it, right? Right, it's, like, almost, like, right the middle, I think. Yeah. Um, because that's sort of like the catalyst for their relationship, yeah. for them getting together. Because she's going to teach him how to act or like help him learn his lines. Yeah, they run lines. Yeah, yeah. Which feels like a thing. If that feels like a, a phrase that like a North Carolina teen who has no interest <laughs> in acting would not know. That yeah. feels distinctly like someone from yeah. Hollywood wrote yeah. that line. Like, yeah, right. let's run yeah. lines. Oh, yeah, like, let's, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? How do you know about that? <laughs> yeah. All right, people, let's run it. Yeah. 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 But they, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the play, that comes, like, kind of after they've started uh, hanging out a little bit. Yeah, but, like, she's still mad at him because he doesn't want to be her friend, like... Openly. Yeah. Yeah. Secret friends. Secret friends. And then he has that stupid reaction where he's like, yeah, exactly, you read my mind. Like, not thinking that wasn't an asshole response. (laughs) Yeah, like, thinking that would go over well. Right, yeah. So funny. But still, I feel like it's worth noting that at this point... At the halfway mark, no mention of leukemia. No. No. Not even a uh, a mention of it. No. no. The first time we even, like, start to know something's wrong is because Peter Coyote says something to Manny Moore. Like, you better tell him, like, what's going on or whatever. Yeah, like... Something uh, like that. Yeah, something like that. Like, like, maybe you should be more fair to him or something... Along those mm. lines. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, the first, uh, you know, inkling that there's something not right with... Yeah, yeah. The first hint. Does she go to the cemetery after... After the play? Because, like, there's obviously... They're, like, here she is hanging out in the cemetery, which is a pretty big mm-hmm. clue. That something's not uh, right. Uh, I don't uh, know if I remember that's, this part. That's, that's before the play. Um, that's when they're still... That's even, I think, before the Secret Friends thing, because she sees Shane West there, and then they both are like, what are you doing here? Mm. And I don't don't remember what Shane West was doing there. He might have just been there to see her. Uh, He saw her walking to the Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I might have, like, gone to my kitchen at this point, because I don't remember <laughs> anything about this part. Uh, yeah, it's just a brief scene. Uh-huh. I don't know. They, they, the For, like, 40 minutes, this movie is just them, like, encountering each other in right. different places. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but the the play is, like, sort of the centerpiece of the movie, where they, like, yeah. he kind of falls in love with her, sort of. And then he kisses her, right? Like, he, very passionately. Yeah. yeah. And it, that... Yeah. Was that even part of the... I, I think they were... I think it was scripted in the play only because nobody in the audience or nobody... Um, like, the teacher didn't react strangely to that part, right? right? Like, she wasn't right. like, oh, you weren't supposed to kiss her. Yeah. Um, so I think that was scripted. But I think because he was falling in love with her... The kiss felt very like passionate, yeah, and real, it was, and that's yeah. that's why he like got a lot and of his praise. His ex girlfriend, yeah, yeah, his ex girlfriend felt it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, she knew. Hard, she knew. Yeah. Um, who who is his ex girlfriend? By the way, who's that actress? Oh, I, funny, she looks I just familiar. Her up. Well, she went to LaSalle. She went to your high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that true? Lauren German, and she and she's from Huntington Beach. Oh, yeah, I know where I know her from. She's from um, Hostel Part 2, right? That's yep. what I know her from, yes. primarily. Yeah. But I had no mm-hmm. idea that she went to She's uh, uh, our high school. nine years older than us. Oh, okay. So that was before we yeah. were ever there. Got it. Um, she would have gone there at the same time as Dante Bosco, probably. Yeah, she also went to OSHA. So she might not have even actually been at our high school True. all that often. Because, I don't know, I guess for our listeners, this, this is definitely inside baseball. <laughs> very inside baseball. But uh, the, there was a special, There's a. it's actually a very famous school in Southern California called Orange County High School of the Arts. And they operated their, like, base out of our high school a lot of the time. Um, so, like, I don't know, like, the most recent actor that I know of that went there is Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian went there. So, right. I don't know. There's a, oh. there's a decent amount of, like, celebrities that went there. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's where she went for, for school. So she was a little older than us. Yeah. Yeah, but she was born in 78. You were born in 86. I was born in 87. <laughs> so we would have never, uh, never seen her. Right. Uh, um... I thought I thought it was kind of funny that the play had an excuse to be really bad because it was written by the, high <laughs> the kid. Yeah, so like the some of the lines in it were so crazy. Yeah, I I thought the part where Shane West was like reading his lines for the first time and then laughed at them, <laughs> and then that kid looked offended, was actually, like, yeah. kind of a funny scene. Yeah. It was one yeah, of yeah. the few moments where I felt like, oh, this movie feels like real human beings or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Because uh, there is no way I would go see this play no. at my high school. <laughs> no. like, there's no way if, you could talk me into seeing this there's, play. There was no student at our school... And if I found out they wrote an original play, I would want to go see it. <laughs> Except for, like, maybe you, because yeah. you were my best friend. So, oh, like... Uh, <laughs> but if that was the play I wrote, I... Well, I... <laughs> yeah. 
I wouldn't be upset if you said absolutely if you, not. If you right. wrote Thornton's Way. Thornton's yeah. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that's, um, like, where they, they kind of fall in love with each other, I think. Mm-hmm. But Mandy kind of brushes him off a little bit post, uh... Yeah. Post yeah, show. Yeah, she dips. Yeah. She dips really fast. Yeah. Yeah, and he sees his dad there, who he blows off. Oh, yeah, his dad. Who he has a strained yeah. relationship with. Yeah, who, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel kind of bad for his dad in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really know the story. Yeah, we don't know the whole story. We didn't really mention that his mom is played by Daryl Hannah yeah. in this movie. Right. In an yes. incredibly thankless role. Like, yeah. she's given she, nothing. Yeah, she... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she has to do a lot of work in this movie to make her character seem like a real person. Because she's got... <laughs> there's nothing going on with her character. No, at all. Yeah. Um, no. She's got a cool wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is... I mean, that's a tough stretch in Daryl Hannah's career. Uh, this is I, I right before... Kill um, Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. Which is viewed as like kind of like a... A comeback. Career revival, yeah, for... Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's a brutally written character. Just nothing there. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. I watched this with my wife, and uh, we were both like, "Why? Why is she even in this movie?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she reminded me of um, Glenn Close in the Hillbilly Elegy movie that was on Netflix oh, last year or which this year. I, yeah. I never saw. It. No, don't watch oh, it. That's a, that's a bad. Movie. Yeah, totally. Okay. And then the guy that wrote that book is a piece of shit, too. So, uh, J.D. Vance. But, um, yeah, no, I don't I don't know why. It just She just reminded me of that character from yeah. that. But, uh, but I, I did watch, like I said, I watched a few minutes of the commentary for this movie. And uh, Adam Shankman said that she was playing a... Uh, like a part in a made-for-TV like mobster movie, so that's why she like had to wear this black wig because mm. her hair looked uh, like totally different or something like that. Uh, but he used the words, uh, "Yeah, she was playing a mafia whore in oh, <laughs> <laughs> in this other movie," <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's a little that's a little, come that's on, a little man, harsh, yeah." <laughs> Uh, that's bold for someone as hacky as Shankman <laughs> to cast any kind yeah. of judgment on anybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where Daryl Hannah is at. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what movie she would have been in, like the, uh, the like the Last Dawn or something like that, like a made-for-TV mobster movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, she doesn't get to do a whole lot in in this one. Um. But one scene I thought was pretty funny is when Shane West confronts his dad after he learns that Mandy Moore has, <laughs> yeah. has leukemia. Can you do something? <laughs> yeah. He has a child's brain. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we should just back it up a little bit. So they, they kind of, they fall in love more or less during the play. Like they start dating, right? After the play. Yeah. And... Uh... Well, she has. He has to ask her father's permission yeah. first. She tells Shane West she can't date. Yeah, and then that's when he goes to see the father, and he he uses some of his like 
scripture logic against him yeah. and says like, oh, you teach us to have faith every Sunday, <laughs> which that's another thing this movie sets up too, is that Shane West goes to church every Sunday, despite yeah. being like right. not a believer really, or right. seemingly, um, which I think that's funny too, that he, <laughs> he still goes every week. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he must. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to ask Peter Coyote for permission to date Mandy Moore. Right. Which Peter Coyote reluctantly... Yeah, in- inexplicably, I would say, because the last time they, <laughs> they had a scene together, Peter Coyote uh, really didn't seem to like Shane West at all. Yeah. I don't really know what changed. Yeah. Well, I guess Mandy Moore has that like discussion with Peter Coyote, where she's like, yeah. oh, I'm... Not a child anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That actually might be later because Peter Coyote, like, sees them kissing and then says, what you're doing is sinful <laughs> to yeah. anymore. So, but I had a, a, like, on the, like, third watch of this movie in the last week, I always was like, that's crazy that he says that to her, like. You know, she's just dating this guy. But I think what he's saying is it's sinful that you're lying to him. That makes she sense. she hasn't told him. Yeah, I, but the whole time I had watched it before, I never thought about that. I thought he was saying it's sinful because you're making out with this guy. But yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes I think sense. He actually means, like, you're lying to, to this guy. You have to tell him what's up. Because she tells him in, like, the scene after that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That That scene, I think, Peter Coyote is actually pretty good in. Because I think yeah. you can interpret it a few different ways. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he, like, like he almost feels, like, kind of, like, it seems like he's, like, spinning his wheels a little bit, like, when he's telling her what she can and can't do. Because he knows, ultimately, that she's not going to be around for a whole lot longer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that one scene with Peter Coyote was pretty, I mean... For this movie, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so you really like that scene with Peter Coyote? It's a special scene, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he. Um, I like Peter Coyote, so. I guess, yeah. yeah. He's so fine. When they, go, when they start dating, they're kind of, like, checking things off of her bucket list that he doesn't know is her bucket list, which is pretty, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, because she basically says, like, throughout their first couple dates, like, oh, you know, I want to yeah. do this at some point. I want to do this. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. He doesn't know that it's, like, a bucket list. Yeah. There's a part when they're dating. I think it might be the first date where he tells her that he loves her, where he takes her to the <laughs> uh, state border. Do you guys remember that part? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, when he explains that she's standing in two different states at the same time, she, like, has this reaction that I thought was so funny where she guffaws. <laughs> she just lets out this, like, <laughs> that I thought was so funny. And it seemed like such a weird reaction to that information. <laughs> and she just, like, has this really over-the-top laugh that was yeah. really good. Yeah, I wonder if that was on her bucket list to stand. Maybe, maybe he nailed it and didn't yeah. even know it. Yeah, two states at once. Um, um, I had a thought. Do you think like all of like the the kind of like elaborate dates that they go on? Do you think that that like 
set a high standard for dating in the early 2000s. <laughs> like, like if it had any because, effect on the, yeah. the like real culture. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. man, I gotta. I mean, I gotta build this girl a telescope, otherwise. Right, right. Or like the whole naming the star thing, because I feel like that became like a real thing. People that were dating did at one point, you know. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I mean, I would say a lot of, like, rom-coms and stuff in general had maybe um, an adverse reaction on just kind of relationships there for a while, just with the the way characters were written. You know, like, women and men and women would be written certain ways to fit the sort of genre archetypes. And then, and then, I don't know, I'm sure a certain subsect of people probably had that image in their head and couldn't divert from it or something. Right. Yeah, because that scene where he uh, tells her that he named a star after her, that's the scene where he, like, uh, he, like, brings blankets, right? And she's like, uh, he's like, oh, I brought us a blanket. And she's like, "Uh, are you trying to seduce me? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's like, "Why are you seducible?" <laughs> and she's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, that's why I brought two blankets." <laughs> See, I guess I remember that whole scene pretty well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's part of what makes you think he might actually just be a creep who's pretending yeah. to yeah. be nice. He's <laughs> like, "Well, I'll bring an extra blanket in case she says yeah, something." <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like he was hoping she would say yes to that question or whatever, <laughs> and then. You know, he would have his in. Or, right. But, yeah. Um, uh, when he puts that stupid temporary tattoo on her shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And blows that's right. on it. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I remember that being that, like, pretty, like I said, I watched this movie when I was pretty young, so I was like, yeah, that's sexy. Like, I, I for some reason, it, it came off as like, all right, yeah, that's a cool thing to do. That's a cool move. Well, it does kind of come across like a preteen's idea of what is sexy right. and cool yeah. in, a, in a romantic relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's easily the sexiest scene in this movie, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. This movie is very conservative yeah. like, in terms of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk about some Amazon reviews I read for this movie. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to like the critical reception for this movie. Yeah. Right? Well, let's 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 start wrapping up the plot then. So that yeah. we can, okay. Because uh she tells him that she's dying. Yeah, after mm-hmm. they they go on a date at a like a restaurant, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And 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 she stopped responding to treatment. That's how he because I think at first he's like, "Whoa, is there anything they could do?" And then she tells him that no. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, uh, "Well, I'm sick," and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, what? What do you mean by that?" And she's like, "What do you?" He's like, "What do you want me to do? Take you home?" He <laughs> yeah. like thinks she means like a cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, that's when she says like, "Oh, it's leukemia." Right. And uh, she stopped responding to treatment. And did did she say, like, how long she has left, or that's pretty ambiguous? I think it's... I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. I, I yeah. sort of got the sense that she's outlived their expectations. Yeah. Because she yeah. did say it had been a couple of years, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
And then she says, like, because he feels guilty for, like, taking her out and stuff. And then she's like, no, if anything, you kept me healthier longer. So. Yeah. But he's pretty upset, right? Like, he's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> yeah. And, and then I think would. right after this is the scene where Shane West goes to his dad's house mm-hmm. and pounds on the door. And he's like a... He's like a chiropractor or something. No. Or a cardiologist, maybe? He's a cardiologist. He's a cardiologist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Chiropractor would have been yeah. even funnier. <laughs> would have been really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can give her a realignment, but I don't yeah. really know what else I can do. I can crack her back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that'll do. Um, I think um, I think it's cue the Dare You to Move by Switchfoot as well. I think when he's driving to his dad's, right? Uh, that's possible. Yeah, I don't I don't know a whole lot of Switchfoot songs, but that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, that was like the big one. That was um, the one that was on MTV as well. I did read that Mandy Moore was instrumental in getting the band Switchfoot's music in this movie. She was, like, yeah, a yeah. fan at the time. Because they're really big with, like, 16 and 17-year-olds, you know, at that point. I felt like it was just a match made in heaven. Yeah, and this movie kind of brought Switchfoot uh, into the spotlight, right? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's the song that's playing when it's he's a, driving to his dad's house? Yeah, I think it's Dare You to Move. Yep. Uh, which is a very emotional song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he says to his dad, like, uh, well, what, what do we know about his relationship with his dad at this point? Like, uh, he, his parents got divorced pretty early yeah. on. The mom's forgiven the dad, but he still hasn't. Right. Yeah. He doesn't really have too much of a relationship with his dad. His dad just sends, uh, like, child support payments and that's pretty much the extent of things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so he's like, Dad, help me. My girlfriend is dying of leukemia. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take a look at her. You gotta fix this. And he's like, Well, I, I'm a cardiologist. I don't know anything about her, her case. And, <laughs> and he's basically just like, Well, fuck you, Dad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he leaves. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I I guess, I don't know, like that scene, he's clearly meant to be like having a hard time accepting it, but the way yeah. they show it with yeah. that scene makes it seem like he's like Being a, a baby brain. Unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, from there on, we're pretty much just in like the last 20 minutes of the movie, I feel like. Right. He asked her to marry him. Yeah, yeah, like, the whole, like, as soon as we learn about the, you know, her having leukemia, like, the movie just, like... Hums along. Just moves very yeah. quickly towards the end. Yeah, the the, apolo- the apologies start happening, like, as soon as that happens, and then... Right. Yeah, yeah. His, his friends apologize to him, and then he's, like, hanging out in the hospital, spending a ton of time there. Yeah. Uh, cause she like collapses at one point and yeah, fine, you know, ends up in the hospital. And then that's when he, he proposes to her at the hospital, right? When she's in he, the hospital bed. Yeah. That, yeah. That's like not that long after 
uh, it's after the third apology from his ex girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Clank Crawford has apologized. He's the second because yeah. they work on a car together. Right. And then Eric, Eric, the his probably his best friend in this. Yeah. Is the first one. Right. Yeah. Eric, the black guy. Right. Who he might as well be credited as. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, he, uh, this this movie is obviously uh, Nicholas Sparks is a white guy, but it was also <laughs> written by a white person, so that just makes like some of that dialogue even more <laughs> uncomfortable that that character gets. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So his friends apologize, and uh, yeah, he is frequently visiting Mandy Moore in the hospital. He proposes, and then that's where we we get the big wedding scene, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is basically the end. Like, that's, like, the second to last scene in the movie, right? It's the last we yeah. see of Mandy Moore. Right. Um, because then it's just Chain West takes over voiceover style, right? And says, yeah. like, we spent this summer together, <laughs> and, and she went peacefully. Very strange that a voiceover just shows up in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not, <laughs> that's not a tool they've used yeah, like, previously. <laughs> there was no narration at all in this movie before that. Yeah. No. Um, that, that wedding scene was... Uh, not a very good scene, in my opinion. Like, the the way that it was edited with all those, like, fade-ins mm-hmm. and the overlapping dialogue, like, uh, very, like, very poorly cut together, I thought. I don't know if you guys had that feeling, but... I mean, I didn't think this entire movie was particularly <laughs> well made. It's... <laughs> it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's very generic stylistically. So, <laughs> I mean, there were no straight up cuts in that scene. It was like they would fade to Mandy Moore, and then they would immediately fade to Shane West, and then fade to Peter Coyote, and that would just get repeated. I got the sense that that was the with the fades and stuff meant to be like dreamlike, almost like oh, this is this is you know like her yeah her big happy happy ending or yeah. whatever. Death dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe none of this happened. <laughs> maybe this is all a fantasy. <laughs> and she she died before she even met Shane West. What maybe. if? Yeah. Well, not met him, but like fell in love yeah. with him. She just saw him at that uh that like school fair. Yeah. Well, okay, that's another interesting thing. So she had been going through chemotherapy, I assume, would have been her treatments, right? Before she stopped responding. Before she stopped responding. Yeah. But they've known each other for, since elementary school, right? That's what she said, yeah. So she would have been going through chemotherapy when she knew Shane West. Yeah. And she never, like, lost her hair or anything? No. She was fine. Mm -mm. (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. like I would have known if someone that I even kind of knew in school was go undergoing chemotherapy. Right. Yeah, you'd probably have to like miss school and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that information would have made its way out that she had cancer well before they started dating. 
Yeah, because from her appearance, like, there's no way you could tell because she just looks, like, kind of pale. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's pale, yeah. And she's, like, cold all the time, so she's wearing a sweater. Yeah, she's she wears lots of, like, long floral dresses and mm-hmm. sweaters. Yeah. Which, like, nowadays is just, like, a cute hipster girl, you know, wearing vintage clothes, like... Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, it, it's funny if you if you put all the characters from this movie into like a modern setting, she would be the cooler looking right. of exactly. all the women in this movie that like make fun of her. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, after the wedding, Shane Voice recaps everything else that happens and. And then you see him wearing those stupid little sunglasses. Yeah. In middle <laughs> little, school. <laughs> those little sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Almost like steampunk kind yeah, of. Yeah. They're, little, like, they're like Neo glasses from uh, the Matrix. Side thing. Yeah. His, his little satchel. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the, the man purse, as it would have been <laughs> called back then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then he, uh, like, it's implied that a couple years pass, and he's gone to medical school. Uh, he's been accepted in medical school. Oh, accepted, yeah. So he would have, I guess, just had his bachelor's degree at that point. Right. And then he comes back to his hometown and visits, uh, Mandy Moore's dad. Yeah. Uh, and... He calls him a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he says, oh, she never got her miracle. And and then Peter Coyote's like, well, she had her miracle. It was you <laughs> doing the stupid <laughs> voice that only he does in yeah. this movie. <laughs> but, yeah, he took more of a dramatic beat than yeah. that. Well, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think she did. <laughs> It was, it was you. <laughs> uh, also, we sound like 90 years old. <laughs> Unlike Peter Coyote. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, how did you feel about the end, Kat? Um, uh, yeah. It seems like he's kind of, like, giving back the thing that has her, like, mom's memories and stuff in it. So it's kind of like... It it almost seems like he's like, all right, moving on with my life. I'm pro- I'm probably gonna have another wife now, and I need to make room for her. That's his symbolic way of like moving on. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a nice time, but gotta move on. We didn't mention that like tome of of her mom's memories that right. she gave mm-hmm. Shane West when she was in the hospital, and so it's just it's just this book of like. Stuff her mom wrote before she died. Like Dolly, right? Dolly yeah. Parton quotes. And- yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he's basically like, I, I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah, she would want you to have yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> you can have this. He yeah. doesn't want the reminder. Yeah. Is it implied that Mandy Moore's mom died while having her, or? Just, like, when she's young, because... That I don't remember them ever saying in the movie, right? Explicitly. Uh, the only thing is, Peter like... Peter Coyote talks about it a little bit at one point. I mean, we know that but her mom died, like, I couldn't but... look at you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Mandy Moore's character yeah. never knew her mother. I don't think so. 
I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah. I also heard that the book leaves her death, like, more mysterious. Like, like you don't know if he's remembering her fondly or if they're still together. I, I guess it's kind of the twist of the book. Yeah, I read oh, that, like, too, that it was more ambiguous. Oh, like the book might have ended before she died, possibly? Or, like, she doesn't die. Oh, yeah, I think I read something like that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah like, it said something like, it's unclear whether she dies or she disappears into the shadow world, <laughs> which I don't know Whoa. what that so, means. Yeah, I read about that. Nicholas Sparks wrote that that way because the Mandy Moore character, which, and this is kind of weird considering she's the romantic lead of the movie, is based on Nicholas Sparks's sister mm-hmm. in right. real life mm-hmm. who died of cancer. Uh-huh. Um, so Nicholas Sparks wrote the character to have that kind of ambiguous ending like that as like a tribute to his sister. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, it is strange that yeah, she's the weird. love interest. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, he's like, this, yeah. this story is him, like, cr- making up a romantic <laughs> fantasy for his dead sister, <laughs> when you kind of think about it, which is yeah. weird. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our things. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a weird guy at Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, the end of the movie. That's it. That's um, yeah. Um, so, uh, how, how did this movie do at the the box office? Oh, are we going to do that? Or the grades? Sh- uh, we usually do the grades. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Yeah, let's do final judgments. Let's do grades. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go first. So you, if you guys want to have a little time to think about your grades, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I got it. I got yeah. it. Um, so what, well, I don't think this movie is like terrible. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think it's good at all. Really? Uh, only cause I feel like not a whole lot happens in this movie. Like it's it's it is pretty generic and pretty bland and not not a whole lot of things unfold. Um, I, I'd probably go. I, I'll go with a D for this movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Yeah. I I was thinking about it pretty long and hard. Uh huh. Yeah. You you've seen this movie more than we have. You've yeah. seen it a few Many. times. Many, um, like, okay. So uh, many times, kind of like me in the Mothman prophecies. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> did this did this viewing like change your mind at the movie uh, of the movie at all? Yeah. Because I had never seen it probably you know since my teens. Like that was probably the last time I watched it. Um. So it's definitely like I have a different perspective on it, and it's kind of. Yeah, but I give it, like, a C-. minus. Like, I'm going to give it a passing grade, but just barely, you know? That's fair. Yeah. Um, All right. I, I, I didn't like this movie, but <laughs> while watching it, I understood why it would be the kind of movie that people would grow up enjoying. 
Like, I don't think this movie's winning over a lot of people who see it for the first time in 2021, like we just did. But I can understand why, if you grew up watching this movie, it feels like one of those kinds of movies that if you saw it at the right time in your life and you were of the right, like, audience, um, it would be one of those kinds of movies that you enjoy in spite of itself. Um, however, I saw it for the first time yesterday. (laughs) Which was December 8th, 2021. Right. So I did not like it. So I'm going to give it a D. Um, because it's so insanely sappy. Um, like Mm -hmm. it's, I, I, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's it's everything I kind of expected from a Nicholas Sparks movie uh, without having seen any. So because of that, it just uh, I don't know. I, I I also didn't have the worst time watching it. No, I'm I will say, like, I'm glad I watched yeah. it. It like, was it was short. Yeah. It was it it kept things moving. Like it advanced the plot. Like we watched some of these movies for this that have been like felt interminable. Yeah, um, and this this was not one of them. It, it, this, this at least moved and felt like what I would expect yeah. a, a you know theatrical release movie. Yeah. Now, what what was the runtime for this movie? It was probably like an hour and four, like fifty minutes, right? Forty hour and forty. One forty. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it felt like. A lot shorter than Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yeah, totally. And Kung Pao Enter the Fist is like 80 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, it, it moved along at a pretty steady clip, this movie. I, uh, I loved just the songs. Like, the soundtrack just was that time capsule of, like, a time. And just, like, some of the songs I hadn't heard in so long. And, um... You know, I, I talked to a few different people, like, about watching this movie or the fact that we were going to be talking about it. And, like, a lot of girls my age had just, like, very visceral reactions to it. And because it, it was so, like, she was so someone you wanted to be, especially as, like, maybe if you were mousy or nerdy or, like, kind of felt like a wallflower. Like, you wanted to be the girl that maybe got noticed because she was, like, a good singer or, like, a good person or something. So, yeah, it definitely, like, hit home with a lot of people. Yeah, I remember people liking this in high school. I mean, a lot of girls from our high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, None of the boys we were hanging out with, but... I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that movies have gotten... I used the term binary earlier, a little less binary now, like in terms, like, I don't know, there's a little more crossover appeal for movies, yeah. but the way, the way that when this came out, movies like this were marketed a very specific type of way yeah. to not appeal yeah. to us, you know, like a ninth grade boy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> Yeah. So we did not see oh, it for see it. 20 years. Yeah. One, yeah. one more thing I wanted to say was that there was a girl at my high school that pretended that she had cancer. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. She told other students and teachers that she had cancer to get, like, and she was, a, she was in, like, a, the AP classes and stuff. So all the teachers gave her, like, extensions on her homework, and everyone was, like, 
really nice to her. And then I, I think it was like, I think it was like in senior year, she kind of had to fess up and it was like a really big deal, like really big deal. I think she had to like go to therapy and, um, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's well, good for her. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know if that's the takeaway. <laughs> I mean, she got extensions. No. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's wild disorder for sure. Yeah. Um, Poor thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's those are the grades. That's final judgments. Yeah. You you want to talk box office real quick? Yeah. How this movie did with the critics. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about box office. Uh, I, I think this movie did pretty well at the box office, right? Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. For what it is. Yeah. Um. And when it came out. Uh, this was number three at opening weekend, so this okay. is our last time doing that weekend, uh-huh. uh, finally. Um, this movie had a budget of $11.8 million, and its opening weekend it did $12 million. So, wow. pretty successful. Uh, went on to gross $41 million in the States. Only grossed $6 million internationally. So, nobody cared. Nobody Except for cares. here, <laughs> overseas. Yeah, uh, so it made 40, 47 million worldwide. So yeah, that's pretty good. And then yeah. DVD sales and all that stuff. Afterwards, um, you guys have a guess for how this movie did on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna guess that the Rotten Tomatoes score on this was thirty eight. Okay, Cat, do you have a guess? Uh. I want to say, shit, uh, 27. 27 is your guess? Wow. It's 27. 27. That was the, (laughs) that's what it was. Did you, and you didn't look this up. So, so I had looked it up earlier today, but I didn't, I didn't remember that in this moment. I swear. I get that. You, you looked it up and forgot it. Yeah, I think the the audience is like a 72. So it was like almost like the exact. Oh, the audience score yeah. was a 72. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that, you know. Okay. Um, bonus Metacritic uh, guesses. Metacritic, uh, I'll say oh, 44. Okay. Kat, do you have a guess? 38. 35. 35. Yeah. Wow. Good guesses. Good yeah. guesses. Yeah, you beat me for the guesses. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, the, I'm the expert on A Walk to Remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why, yeah, you, that's why you should come back whenever you want. Yeah, I'd love to. I was I was looking at some, oh, Harry, did he mention that he wants to do Slackers? Because we both just recently watched that. Oh, Slackers. Yeah, funny, yeah. funny you mentioned that because that movie is... Uh, pr- basically up next. It's, oh wow! It's very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's have like, you seen that movie recently, either of you? Uh, I have never seen Slackers. You haven't. Seen I've Slackers? never seen it. I've seen Slackers. Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be <laughs> one to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's it's a, a lot, movie. There's right. a lot to talk about. It's a movie. I I was shocked to see. Um, the elder Pete of Pete and Pete in that movie in a very non-Nickelodeon With a sock, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I don't know what you guys are talking about, but... Um, uh, well, you'll see when, when we watch uh, Slacker. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, before we talk a little bit about movies that we're going to be covering on future episodes, should we talk about... Uh, uh, oh, never mind. We already talked about Critical Reception. I'm sorry. Well, do you want to read your Amazon review? Yo, yes, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Amazon yeah, reviews. Amazon. So, um, I, I told you to do this, cat, which is uh, search one-star reviews on Amazon for A Walk yeah. to Remember. Because I did. And <laughs> the the reviews are not what you would expect. Like, you'd probably think, like, oh, this is a sappy, predictable movie for squares. That's not what the negative reviews were at all. They were, like... Uh, this movie is very inappropriate. There is way too much kissing in this movie. So it sounds like there were a lot of people that saw this movie expecting more of a Christian film than Mm -hmm. they got. Uh, So there were a lot of people that were very offended by this movie that that gave it one star. Which is funny to think about, because this is a pretty tame film oh yeah it's super tame yeah Yeah, like the tattoo scene is as sexy as we get i think yeah where he blows on her shoulder blows on her shoulder yeah (laughs) yeah but they thought it was i mean a lot of the reviews i read on amazon thought it was um, i think a lot of people like turned it off after the first scene too because they were like there's teenagers with fear and then a guy jumps off of a thing and then he gets really hurt. And yeah, they probably really just scary. turned it off after the, the yeah. teen drinking like, scenes. We turned it off. Yeah, but yeah, some people were pretty offended by the content in this movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to mention about the Amazon reviews. They were, they were pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much brings us to, to a close on uh, A Walk to Remember. Uh... Yeah, so that's about it. Anything else you want to add, Dan? Uh, no, we can go over kind of uh, the February 2002 lineup if yeah. you want. So let, let's go over just a few of the movies that we're going to be talking about on upcoming episodes. Right. So uh, we've got Birthday Girl, mm-hmm. uh, a movie called Roz, Roz. That, that, uh, that you might be talking about, uh, Slackers. Mm-hmm. Big Fat Liar, Collateral mm-hmm. Damage, mm-hmm. Rollerball, Britney Spears Crossroads, <laughs> uh, Hearts War, John Q, Peter uh-huh. Pan, Return to Neverland, yeah. Super Troopers, uh-huh. Dragonfly oh. with Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. Monsoon Wedding, mm-hmm. and Queen of the Damned. Wow. Anne Rice is Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Is that Anne Rice? <laughs> That's an Anne Rice uh, joint. novel. Yeah. Joint. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some good movies. I noticed you guys are skipping Cadet Kelly. Is that because it's a <laughs> Disney We are skipping release? Cadet <laughs> Kelly uh, because that was not a theatrical release. <laughs> um, right. Right. I mean, I you could probably convince us to do a home video episode but on is a, Cadet is Kelly <laughs> or uh, a straight to Disney Channel episode on Cadet Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could do that, yeah. That'd but be fun. 
but yeah, so if there's any of those you want to join us for, I think the only one that has been claimed is surprisingly Dragonfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I think Travis finally wants to do an episode this month. Okay. Too. Um, I don't remember which one. Super Troopers, probably? Um, no, it was a... Uh, Collateral was... Damage? Collateral Damage. Okay. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you might join us for Slackers then, possibly? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. You and, and Harry. And, yeah, he wants to do double because we just watched it. And I okay. think that, like, he showed me movie thinking, showed me that movie thinking, like, we were really going to like it again. Yeah, he was like. He really liked it growing up. Yeah, yeah, he was like, check out this classic. Yeah, and then, uh. Yeah, we felt we felt feelings afterwards that were different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crossroads too. I would I would watch Crossroads in a heartbeat. Oh, you'd watch Crossroads with us? Absolutely. An excuse to watch Crossroads again would be. I'm excited to watch Crossroads. Yeah, I I've also never seen Crossroads. Yeah, it's good. I've seen the Ralph Macchio Crossroads. But not the... You say that every time we talk about Crossroads. <laughs> well, it's just a fact about my life that I've seen that Crossroads. <laughs> okay. I think more people know the Britney Spears one. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, hopefully you'll, you'll you'll join us in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. That'd be great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us yeah. via, via FaceTime. Uh, yeah. Do you have any plugs? Uh, I, I don't have any plugs other than this show. I'm in. I'm oh, in. do you have any plugs, Kat? Anything you um, want to plug for yourself? No, I don't really have a whole bunch going on right now, other than it's my birthday tomorrow. That's, That's right. Plug, but well, happy yeah. early oh, birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is like your birthday gift. You get to talk about this movie for uh, yeah, it is, a couple hours. Truly, it was a gift. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like a talk to remember. Doctor. Uh, well, now That's my me. AirPod has officially died, so you're coming through our phone speaker now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's maybe that's a sign from. That's probably a sign that we should God. wrap up the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Happy early birthday, and thank you for joining us. Anything you yeah. want to add, Dan? Uh, no. Uh, you don't even want to plug <laughs> our social media. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I guess... usually what you do. Yeah. Uh, please, if you can, uh, we're looking for reviews on iTunes, um, because it helps us show up in the searches for movie podcasts on the iTunes algorithms. So, uh, if you can, please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes, that'd be cool. Yes. Um, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. 2002 podcast on both. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. We're a social media powerhouse. Uh, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be coming at you about a week from now, talking about the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy. That's right. It's a home video edition. Yeah, home video edition because those. Movies came out on DVD for the first time in January 2002. Yeah, we get to see the part where George Lucas gets cut by Axel Foley in line. Mm-hmm. And then what does he say? What does he say? Hey! He's like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> I think yeah. he just says, hey! I yeah. think that's all he says. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah, uh, join us for that, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye, Adios. Adios. Bye.